This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Today's show is presented by DaVinci Smart Drink. Order yours now at lineupmedia.fm forward slash DaVinci. DaVinci, excite better thinking. Need a mental boost? DaVinci Smart Drinks were designed with professional thinkers in mind. With key ingredients shown to improve cognitive function and increase mental energy, DaVinci Smart Drinks excite better thinking. Drink a DaVinci. Let it go to your head. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Make sure you check them out at theropetrainer.com. I think it's a revolutionary device. Uh, my good friends are down at the ABCA this weekend, Earl Perrin and the gang, uh, promoting their product, having tons of meetings with lots of people, and the feedback has been nothing short of amazing. So I encourage you to go to theropetrainer.com and make sure you check it out, as I appreciate them greatly. Uh, want to get right to the show this week, uh, only because it's something that I'm so passionate about, and I know that you as listeners uh, are, are aware of this because I'm so on top of trying to keep this message constant from us. And that is that coaches should be coached. And if at any time you feel like, I don't care who you are out there, and this I might be talking directly to you. If you're listening to this going, is he talking to me? I probably am talking to you. The reality of it is if you're coaching children, if you're coaching young men, you need to continue to be coached, continue to be educated. Do not close your mind off and think you know everything and that the way you're doing it is law and, and Bible law. It is not. The game is evolving. The game is ever-changing. We are learning every day new ways, new things, new techniques, new ways to communicate with the new age kid. Hey, get your head out of the sand, okay? It's not 1950, okay? We have a new generation of kid. There's a new way to get through to them. Technology's here. Embrace it. Use it. Learn it. Love it, to quote a great line from a great movie, Fast Times Ridgemont High, okay? Anyway, so I want to get right to, to my guest as I've had him on before. He's a very energetic guy. He has an unbelievable background, which I am fascinated with every time I talk to him. And when the conversation turns to what is an unbelievable opportunity for coaches to be coached, it just kills me that this guy also has an unbelievable professional life. So I want to welcome in my good friend, Mark Lineweaver. Mark, what's going on, bud? Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, I uh, I was just alluding to uh, how it's amazing when we talk. It's always about other stuff it's always about coaching clinics or other stuff that you're doing to help kids and do all this kind of stuff but the reality of it is you have a what to most of us would be a dream job and that is you're you are a player agent and you work with the professional athletes and get to uh, basically have relationships with them and work back and forth which I find amazing and yet you still find time to do all this other stuff but it's got to be a busy time of year for you as now we're past the new year and it's time for some of these players that are unsigned or maybe arbitration. That's all got to be going on right now, right? It's all going on, and it's funny because um, at least for your extremely local community in greater St. Louis, I spoke at length yesterday with Michael Leake and uh, given him uh, 
not so much a pep talk, but rather a, hey, man, I think you're going to have a huge season. And yet last year, he was coming off of the big signing, the big free agent signing with the Cardinals. And, you know, so he's kind of put to bed and just trying to focus on, all right, let me get into year two. But for a number of other players, they're still in the process of either doing their one-year arbitration deals or their free agent deals. And uh, the first six weeks of a calendar year for any agency, but specifically mine, is nonstop with those kinds of things. So uh, whether it's guys that are trying to get ready who are already placed or guys that are trying to figure out where they're going to be this year or guys how much they're going to make, it is the busiest time of the year. So for me to do something a little outside of the box at this time of the year is even a little more daunting of a task, but at the same time, uh, it is something that I feel is, is extremely important because you only have a window of opportunity with professional and college coaches at this time of the year to maximize uh, their knowledge. And, and it's something that, as you pointed out, with giving back, it's something that I've always felt very passionate about with giving back, not just making my life and my job about the one as a sports agent, which is, as you said, it's a dream job. But there's got to be some level of appreciation to that and the access that I have. Uh, I don't want to hoard it. I want to share it. And I'm lucky enough to know a number of great coaches in baseball and softball who have that same type of feeling. And that's why we put the baseball and softball coaches convention over in St. Charles together uh, for a second year. Well, I was going to say, we're in our second year of this. Last year was your, I guess, inaugural event. And I thought it went well, to be completely honest with you. For a first-year event, it was so well run. Um, I would love, and I'm challenging all coaches to, to to get the attendance up. Although I thought your attendance for a first year event was was great, um, but you have resources which are great, and you're able to bring in some top flight people. Now, this is for all of you guys listening out there. This is the 2017 Midwest Baseball and Softball Coaches Convention. Now, I have a lot of people that always say, "Hey, don't forget about us girls, and don't forget about us softball people." And I'm happy to embrace that, even though it's youth baseball talk, because the reality of it is, we're talking about young people. You get a lot, of ki- a lot of girls, a lot of boys playing together. No issue. I love it. As long as they're playing, I'm happy. But the reality of it is, if you're anywhere in the Midwest, and I think last year I really did take the approach of, if you're in the St. Louis area, okay, you should be in St. Charles for this event. I'm telling you right now, after what you pulled off last year, okay, and with what I'm seeing this year, and we'll get into it in just a second, if you're in the Midwest, if you're in driving distance, and I mean if you're five hours away, This is a must-attend event because of a variety of reasons that I will go into in a minute. But the reality of it is you're the one that puts this together, and I want you to tell people kind of why you're doing it. One of the big reasons being that you've decided to turn this into a non-for-profit event, and it's such a great charity. So tell us about that. Yeah, I figured, you know, with last year being, as you pointed out, out of the batter's box, and I appreciate the, the complimentary words, because I, I would consider last year a success. It's, it's, a, it's very challenging to get um, the support sometimes when you know that there are other events in the area that are similar to the one that I was putting together. But for, uh, for me personally, if I really wanted to do this as, a, as an incredibly, um, entirely better said, selfless endeavor, it, it, ha- it had to have a charitable component. And so I chose to partner with the Challenger Group um, and donate any and all proceeds that we make from this event uh, to their organization. And the Challenger Group is one that uh, was brought to my attention from a few coaches in the area because their programs are working with them. It's, it's a baseball league for children with disabilities. So, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, those, uh, those individuals don't have the, the simple luxuries that maybe we take for granted as entirely able-bodied. 
but they also have a tremendous passion for baseball, and they want to play against kids. And that league needs volunteers. That league needs funding. That league needs umpires. That league needs parents to, to drive their 13-year-old son or daughter uh, to the game so, so the Challenger League has somebody to play against. So I just felt if we're going to do this the right way, if we're going to put the cherry on top of this and truly make it a community event, and that community is, as you point out, yeah, I think it extends far beyond St. Louis. But for me, there's really no excuse that an organization wouldn't want to come down, learn from the speakers we have, enjoy some of the extracurriculars we have, and oh, by the way, with every single cent being donated to an extremely worthwhile baseball league in our community. So that, that was kind of the idea of partnering with the Challenger League and uh, have gotten some really great community support of getting the word out. But at the end of the day, we'll see how well we did with that support and, and uh, with those efforts come January 20 and 21. Well, I was going to say, the event is January 20th, 21st. It's, uh, the, the baseball and softball schedule on Friday is from 4 p.m. to 11. Uh, baseball and softball Saturday schedule is 8 a.m. to 6.30. I know you're going to have a cocktail hour for coaches on, uh, on Friday that begins at 9, and I'll let you kind of talk, get into some of those particulars. But I want people to make sure that you get this down right now. It's www.midwestbaseballsoftball.com. Make sure you get that down so that you can check it out, so that you can get registered. And that's really what we're talking about here today. One of the things that's frustrating for me is um, I, was, I was really anticipating uh, when you and I had our conversation this morning to do the show that the registration numbers uh, would be up from last year at this juncture. Now, the reality of it is I think what we all know is, is that people like to just show up. People like to just pay at the door. People like to just you know, our, our last minute or make plans. Hey, we all have lives. And you may say, hey, Jim, look, I appreciate your passion, but the reality of it is I'm a volunteer coach. I'm busy. I got three kids. They're playing basketball. They're wrestling. They're doing this. I work. I do weekends. I do... Hey, listen, I, I get that. And I'm not being, and I'm not being like degrading here. I'm not. But this is something that I think deserves just a few minutes of attention to at least try to say, hey, I'm, I'm intentfully going to do this. I want to get signed up because I want to go, and I want to make sure Mark knows that I'm coming just because I just think it's important. And I'm going to get into in a minute uh, some of the guys that you're going to have there, which one of them obviously is very close to me and who I obviously think the world of, and I would encourage anybody given any chance to come see. But as far as the event's concerned, tell us a little bit about how it runs, uh, both from the Friday to Saturday and then obviously with the cocktail hour. Yeah, it's, it's something that I think is fairly streamlined, and coaches from either last year or moving forward to this year, they will notice a change. Why? Because I'm big on feedback, I'm big on critiques, I'm big on criticism, and I want to address and, and, and hopefully implement that. And for year two, I really think we did that. So some of that is, hey, we're going to start a little bit earlier, and, and for 4 or 5 o'clock, a little bit of a staggered start for baseball and softball, you come in and you'll have every hour on the hour a presenter. And whether it is a top Division One softball coach like Courtney Dyfel from the University of Arkansas, or whether it is Eric Wedge, who's a longtime major league manager for the Mariners and the Indians and is currently the field coordinator for the Blue Jays, you're going to have really a one-on-one -on -one type of uh, lecture style uh, speakers in the front, you're comfortably seated, taking notes, interacting, asking questions, and that's the way we handle each and every one of our sessions. So starting at 4 
and, and continuing all the way until 9 p.m. on Friday, and then starting at 8 on Saturday and continuing all the way to the late afternoon, each session will have that type of lecture-style format where when it's concluded, you'll have the chance, if you didn't get a, an opportunity to ask a question, to follow the speaker out the door into a little Q&A section and, and, and take as much time with them as you want. And I just don't know anywhere else that you get that type of exclusive access to some of these extremely high-level presenters and coaches. And so whether it's more on a top Division One or major league level like those two names, or a guy like Justin Stone, who for me is probably the number one hitting guru, youth hitting guru specifically in the entire Midwest region, um, we, we do have one heck of a lineup, and, and that's the way we've decided to go about making this available. And then I think the best part of the entire weekend, because I mentioned as we go to 8 or 9 o'clock, at 9 o'clock on Friday night, there's a VIP cocktail hour which coincides with a hour-long Q&A with a special panel of guests. And while I haven't publicly announced this, um, Randy Flores, who was a key member of that 2006 World Series team relief pitcher for the Cardinals, he's now the St. Louis Cardinals director of scouting. He's going to be a part of a special Friday night panel, Q&A panel, which, again, open to all audience members, all coaches in attendance, to be able to raise their hand and, um, and ask questions to our special panel of Randy Flores and Ashley Burkhardt, who's a professional softball player with the Dallas Charge and a coach over at Purdue, uh, as well as two or three other panelists. And by doing that, um, not only are you interacting, but we tried to make it a little fun and do it over some, uh, some beer and wine and some hors d'oeuvres. So you know, you've got a, a two-hour cocktail hour where you, you know, you're having some social sparklers, if you will, and you're kind of loosening the collar and, and, and kind of tearing uh, down the day, but doing it in a pretty fun, unique social environment where, where you're interacting and, and uh, participating in an event with some really cool baseball and softball people. Yeah, I mean, as you got into some sort of the lineup, so to speak, that you're going to have, uh, again, Randy Flores was not on here. What a great get. Anybody from the Midwest that, that knows anything about the Cardinals knows that his ascension up the ranks uh, in the organization is, is happening as we speak. Uh, by all accounts, and our good friend and mutual friend Darren Hendrickson over at St. Louis University, who obviously uh, is works with the Cardinals quite a bit, you know, he throws BP for him. He's down there all the time with the coaches talking. He thinks the world of Randy Flores and says that this guy is top flight, knows his stuff. He, someday he's going to be a guy in charge, no doubt about it. Uh, for anybody out there, and I don't care if you're just starting in this or if you're at the high school level, uh, and heck, for that matter, if you're coaching even older kids, or especially if you're an instructor, the reality of it is your lineup has some guys, and I'm going to feature on a couple of them that I know. Okay, I, Some of them I don't know, but the reality of it is Again, you mentioned Eric Wedge, uh, former major league manager, now field coordinator. Uh, so if you want to know what's really going on out on the field in a big league situation, what a great what a great get. Dr. Brett Winchester from the St. Louis Cardinals team chiropractic and a major league baseball consultant. Health, the way the body works, the way it's uh, the way it's beat down and the way we build it back up, the way we have to take care of it is becoming more and more of a focal point of training and how we get ready for baseball and how we keep our bodies healthy. If you're not paying attention to that and you're just still going out, playing some catch, having a practice, showing up for games, playing some catch, taking a couple swings and hitting the field, my friend, you are way, way, way behind. So we need to get educated. 
uh, special assistant to the GM, uh, Marty Mayer from the Cincinnati Reds. What a great get. And then obviously, uh, I always say that we seem to forget sometimes our catchers, but not you. You've got Tucker Farley coming in. Uh, just an absolute great get for you from Coastal Carolina, the national champions. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, I like this one. And I don't even know the guy, but I love these type of people. Drew Marino, okay, former Division II head coach and New York Mets special assignment coach. What I like about guys like that is this. They've been at a different level of baseball than we all think is grandioso, right? They get into these situations where, okay, they get real guys passionate, love to play. And then when you're a special assignment guy, that means you have a technique – or I'm sorry, you have a quality about you that an organization trusts to go out and either troubleshoot, fix – Work with, analyze. I love guys like that. A um, couple yeah, guys. And, and yeah, I'll, go ahead. If I, you don't mind jump, yes. me jumping in here, Drew Marino to me is that one speaker. As you prefaced, is I'm not too familiar with him, and and I, everyone across the board is going to have that same type of response because it's true. Um, he is a guy that talk about energy and talk about when he speaks how quiet a room can be. Um, and because he has a, a varied past of working at the highest level with the Mets, but also being a Division II coach, where let's be realistic, most of the players, baseball or softball, uh, they're going to be Division II, Division III, NAIA type of players. So to hear from a coach and have a coach participate that is, is really at a level that uh, 97% of the players for any one of those coaches in that room, that's the level they're going to participate at. Uh, I think Drew Marino is really going to blow some people away and, and is going to be kind of the sleeper uh, speaker, so to speak, of, of the weekend. Well, and again, I, 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 I can't tell people enough. I, I'm not going to go through every one of them on here, but the reality of it is it's www.midwestbaseballsoftball.com. Uh, the softball people I'm obviously not as familiar with, but you mentioned some people that you don't have to be a, a, a knuckle. I mean, you could be a knucklehead and, and understand how important they are in the game. A couple people that I do want to touch on that I do know, uh, a very local guy who's uh, very well known throughout the community. Uh, he's a Granite City family, is the Champion family, which were great baseball people, and they have been involved in the game of baseball since the time they were they were young. And I happen to know that Kirk Champion is a fantastic just a fantastic teacher. And if you have the opportunity ever to sit and listen to this guy talk about baseball, especially the way it is taught, he is unbelievably fantastic. And he is going to be there speaking. And then, of course, I, you know, again, people are going to go, okay, here we go again. I'm going to say you have Justin Stone coming, which I've told everybody since the day I – and this is way before the show. This is when a co my, my wife's cousin is a double uh, A coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And when my kids were little, and uh, he was, Ryan was in the Chicago White Sox organization at the time at AAA, he had worked with Justin. So I was talking to him when he was home over the winter, and I was talking to him about my boys and how they were getting to that age. And he said, I'm going to tell you a guy, go to YouTube and check out this guy, Justin Stone. He's up at the Chicago Bulls White Sox Hitting Academy. I go and check him out, and I was just floored at how what he was teaching seems so simple and it and I could apply it to my eight-year-old kid and then I had a 12-year-old it was amazing to me so then I start doing my research and I realized that more and more people that I know high school coaches college coaches people that are working with kids of all ages are like yeah I love him and it's because it's not overcomplicated. okay 
at first you can be a little overwhelmed, like, okay, wait a minute, I'm doing this and this, but the reality of it is it's all body movement stuff. It's not mechanical. It's the way the body wants to work and we just need to let it work. And that's why I think Justin, and you mentioned it, I definitely think he's tops in the Midwest. I'd put him up with anybody in the country. And you know that I'm that I've had on and I am friends with Troy Silva and, and Jose Rio and I love Kevin Wilson and I love Tewksbury and I love Matt Lyle. They're all tied for first in my opinion because if you had the opportunity to work with any of them, you would take that opportunity. In this instance, anybody within driving distance of St. Charles on January 20th, 21st has the opportunity to drive in. And now I'm going to say this, and for $99, okay, mind you, this is a clinic with some of the best teachers that are going to be there for two days, and it's $99, okay? Yeah, and it's funny, too, Jim, when you talk about someone like Justin Stone, and I was making a point that I kind of got away from earlier about making adjustments and listening to last year's uh, attendees and some of the changes they want to see for this year. Uh, One, whether we're talking about price, $99, there's 14 sessions. That includes the VIP cocktail hour, which has beer, wine, and food. That includes all-day drinks on Saturday. That includes lunch provided. I mean, you could take out the speaking sessions and, and, and spend more than $99 on just a cocktail hour and lunch and food somewhere else, right, for that particular right. weekend. So um, that's something we wanted to do, to A, really make it affordable and include everything where you don't have to worry about any part of being anywhere other than there the rest of the weekend. Uh, with having the addition of a Justin Stone, with having a guy like Mike Barnett, or a name that you brought up, if you look at the schedule, Kirk Champion is the only speaker on the baseball side that's going to speak twice. Why? Because he is such a special baseball individual. He is a local guy, yes, but he's been with the Chicago White Sox for over 20 years. In today's era of baseball, that says something because a lot of guys come and go, organizations turn over coaches or coordinators. He has stuck for a long time for a very particular reason. He's got so much information. He's going to speak twice, once on Friday and once on Saturday. But Saturday morning, because coaches told me last year, listen, some of these major league guys, they're awesome, but it's a little bit beyond my ability of comprehension. You should do something maybe a little more youth-specific. Okay, coaches, I hear you. So Saturday morning is really, truly designed to benefit that youth-level coach. If you're a 17, 18, 19-year-old varsity coach kind of guy, that's fine. You're going to learn. But if you're coaching your son or daughter's 8U team, and this is for softball too, every presentation for Saturday morning is geared toward that youth coach so that you don't feel like, I'm not getting this. If anything, you're really going to get this, and you're really not going to hear any speaker speak to your level at any convention. They're always going to speak probably a little higher, not here. And that was done by design. The opportunity to bring players on Saturday, a one-day rate, where you could bring any player of any age, and the only cost associated is actually to cover that lunch and those drink services that we offered. So for $59 on Saturday, you can go and have your son or daughter participate and learn directly from these individuals. You would spend more money going to the movies that same Saturday. So we really tried to listen to what coaches asked for last year. We really tried to cover, I don't care if you're a youth coach and a dad volunteering your time uh, with, with your local team because you want to be around your son or daughter more, or if you're the number one varsity coach in, in the state of Illinois. 
we have the entire gamut over the schedule of, of, of two days covered. Well, I will tell you that um, I, uh, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of Justin, and I will say that I do know that he is, you had told me he was speaking Saturday morning. I would challenge everybody within driving distance to come and see because it, listening to him talk and listening to him explain how this whole thing really works at the end of the day will change your life if you are a coach and you truly care about coaching. I was going to mention, and you jumped ahead of me, that the, the player option is an unbelievable thing. I always tell people, don't leave out the player, especially, and I, and I mean this, it's one thing to bring – uh, I'm not even. I'm realistically not saying a very young kid that's going to get restless and that, that we get ten minutes of the time. I would time. agree. I'm yeah. talking about the kid that's a little bit older that has decided I want to be a baseball player. I love it. I eat it up. I want to learn. I want to get better. That kid will benefit from being there. So I love the Saturday only option. I think what you're doing, Mark, to be completely honest with you, is is unbelievably incredible. I think your generosity is off the charts and the fact that you've decided to turn this into a non-for-profit that goes to the St. Louis Challenger organization. We cannot forget that. But at the end of the day, you've taken the time and, and we've already covered the fact that I don't know how you have the time to organize such a great event, but you've taken the time to organize something for the Midwest that is, in my opinion, needed. I Listen, this is needed everywhere. I mean, I've said it a thousand times. If you could put this in driving distance of all the communities, all the communities and all the people should be doing this because, again, the mantra of the show has always been coaches need to be coached. And we're not just talking about fundamentals. And I know that that's not going to be the only thing covered. There's going to be a lot of talk about how we handle people, how we handle young adults, how we handle children, how we handle everything. It's all important, people. And if you want to bury your head in the sand and think, oh, it's just this or it's just that, go right ahead. But we're going to continue to have a lot of the same problems. A lot of these people are here to help us with these problems. And, Mark, i got to tell you, as a coach and as a guy that's very passionate about trying to spread the word of there's a better way, I, I, I just want to say thank you. Well, I definitely appreciate that, Jim. And the one thing that I've run into that's been, unfortunately, a bit of a roadblock, and hopefully um, most, if not all, of your listeners are, are not part of that group, is what you're talking about. Hey, I've got it covered. Hey, I know it all. Hey, I don't need to learn anymore because I played here or I coached there. And, and I just you've got major leaguers who, who can't get enough information, who never want to stop learning. Division one coaches, players that can't get enough information, that never want to stop learning. And in a game that unfortunately is associated with so much ego, baseball and softball, it's associated with so much ego, uh, and you have to have some swagger. It's also a game where you are going to fail far more than you're going to succeed. So to take an approach or some sort of understanding that you've got all the answers and have it all figured out, thus you do not need to attend an event like this. And look, if it's not mine, go educate yourself at another event like this. I just happen to think what we're doing is the best, uh, and you're not going to get anything close to what we're doing anywhere else. But don't stop learning. Do not take this mindset of, I've got it all figured out. And that's the number one reason I put this together, to bring these types of minds and this type of information to the community and say, for an incredibly reasonable price, you get access to go pass this on. And if there are 15 or 20 speakers you're going to hear over a two-day period, and you disagree with 13 of the 15, that means you probably at least learned something from two 
of those 15. Great and point. that's more than you had before you walked in the door. Great point. So uh, I will spin this any way I need to, to, to make the point, but there you will walk out of those doors a better coach, a more educated coach, and at the end of the day, if we really believe what we say, which is it's all about the kids, right, going back to the ego, is it about the coach or is it about the kids? If it's truly about the kids, then you will come to this type of an event, learn, and go pass that on to make that player better. Well, Mark, I appreciate you so much. I encourage everybody to make sure they check out that website again. I, I cannot tell you, www.midwestbaseballsoftball.com. I challenge everybody within driving distance to get there. It will be important. It will change your life. Mark, you're a good man. I appreciate you, buddy. Well, thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. And, and in just closing again, what you do with your show, uh, it's special because you don't see that too often. And uh, much like the parents who listen and, and we talk about challenging people, you know, you challenge coaches all day long. I ask parents to challenge the coach all day long to say, hey, go get yourself better and truly help my kid. You truly help the kids and the parents and the coaches with your show. And I tip my cap, but I always love catching up with you. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, and uh, I will be there. I'll be at the. I'll be there with a little table set up uh, with my show, making sure I'm taking notes and trying to get better. And and I do appreciate you greatly, my man. I will talk to you soon. All right, sir. Thanks so much, Jim. Happy ha- New Year. Happy New Year. That's Mark Lineweaver with the Midwest Baseball and Softball Coaches Convention. Uh, another challenge I want to throw out to everybody is I want you to think about this too. Something I didn't uh, cover with Mark, which I want to touch on before we take a break, and that is I challenge parents as well. Okay, this is not just a coach's thing. As this game evolves and kids want to do more and more of this, there's no reason why parents can't be more educated as well. Uh, an uneducated parent, when it comes to this, you get a lot of them to say, hey, listen, man, I, I, I can't help them. I, I don't know. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the reality of it is we as parents do a lot of the things we do for our kids because we want to help, right? There's nothing wrong with getting educated so that you can be a sounding board for your son or daughter in their sport. I assure you, any coach worth their salt is going to tell the player, Okay, sooner or later, and and I'll be honest with you, my younger son, who's a freshman now, is kind of going through it right now with with his guy, with Rick Strickland over at St. Louis Pirates. The message to Logan lately has been, hey, you know what, you're not a little kid anymore. You're 14 years old. You're a freshman in high school. We've been working on this. You've got to start being able to kind of take care of yourself a little bit here. Every time, you know, the message of every time we get in the cage, we got to do the same thing over and over again to get going is getting a little old. So that tells me maybe you're not working hard enough when you're at home or it tells – that's the message, and if we can't reinforce that as parents, then maybe, and there's nothing wrong with this, but maybe we're doing something that doesn't need to be done. Maybe maybe he just needs to be a rec player. I don't know. I, it's up to him at this juncture, right? It's his, it's his thing. It's what he wants to do, but I need to be educated as well so that I can be that sounding board for my son or if it was my daughter that wanted to play softball. There's nothing wrong with us getting educated. It doesn't mean that we go to a coach's clinic and as a parent we're, we know it all of a sudden and we're going to change the world. That's not the point. The point is to get educated. There are so many things, as I mentioned, that are going on with the game of baseball now. The health aspect, the mental aspect, the how do you teach, who's teaching what, how's it going down, how do we get educated. It's all important. And make no mistake about this, and this is the thing uh, when it comes to my passion for these clinics, and, and this is really why at the end of the day. It's not me, okay? I've been so fortunate that, you know, the reality of it is I love I love baseball, okay? 
My kids love baseball. They love to play. They've had a passion for it since they were younger. Neither one of my kids sure look like they're going to go to the big leagues. But the reality of it is they both want to try to play whatever level it is they can play. So I'm here to support them in doing that. Through the show now and through what I've seen as a coach, and I think I was a good youth baseball coach. I, I think people thought I was as well. I, never great. I would never say it's hard to be great at anything, right? But the reality of it is I felt like I was pretty good at it only because I was willing to learn from the mistakes I made when I first started. But I will say this, without fail, the one thing I've learned from doing the show is I try to share these experiences and try to help educate people and really at the end of the day just provide them information and, and, and make them understand that we're all in this together is as I've met some of these great people, and I mean, you know, I've, I had Kevin Wilson on, Tewksbury on, who works with Donaldson. You know, Kevin Wilson works with so many major league guys, uh, all the way, you know, to the guys that are some of the best youth guys in the country when it comes to Stone and Silva and Lyle. And, and you know, these guys all have major league guys they work with. They work all the way down to eight-year-olds, right? The one constant – coaches too. Darren Hendrickson at St. Louis University, who obviously is a friend of the show. Tim Funkhauser, very blessed to have him right here in my backyard. One of the best high school coaches, not only in the state of Illinois, but in the Midwest. Um, you know, I, I, my experience with him is I, don't, I can't find a, a reason why I wouldn't say he could coach anywhere. Uh, okay, just because of the mentality part of it. And the fact that I think he's a great, knowledgeable coach. So what I say is this. Here's all these people. Okay, that I've been so fortunate to meet over the since we started the show, really two years. Okay, they are constantly going and learning and getting better, going to clinics themselves. They don't go speak. You know, this is what I appreciated. I went. I had the opportunity to attend a, a clinic with Justin. Justin didn't just show up, speak, and leave. He sat and listened to everybody talk. And Travis Kerber, his guy, sat and listened to guys talk, and then they would turn and look at one of their, Pat Perry, who's a good friend of them, who's a pitching guy in the area that used to be with the Cardinals. Listening to these guys talk, that's when you truly realize that these guys aren't just doing this like, okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a coach. They are passionate about it. They want to get better at it. They want to be the best they can. And so if you truly want to do this and you want to work with kids, I feel like you have a responsibility to at least go out, check it out, you know, again, I what I appreciated about Mark was his honesty of saying, hey, you may show up and you may, you know, if you listen to 15 guys, you may say 13 or 14 or hooey. But I guarantee you through the course of the day, you're going to hear something that's going to make a little light bulb go off and go, man, that, boy, that sounds right. Or, man, you know what? That makes me want to want to want to look into this. So that's my hope for you. And that's my challenge to you as both co as as coaches, as players, again, especially for the older kids, you know, and then, of course, as parents. Okay, www.midwestbaseballsoftball.com. January 20th, 24th, it's at the Ameristar Casino Resort in St. Charles. Fantastic facility. Mark's putting on a top-flight event with, again, all the money, all the money going to the Challenger program, which, in my opinion, gives an opportunity, obviously, to kids that just want to play that normally would not have that opportunity. So my hat's off to Mark Lineweaver. I can't wait to see him. I haven't seen him in almost a year now since he was in town the last time. And uh, I look forward to his event as I feel like, you know, not only am I going to lear learn something, but uh, I get to attend it this year really as a parent. So uh, that's the attitude that I'll take. Uh, I look forward to meeting a lot of you, hopefully, that, uh, that, that listen to the show and my encouragement of you to come. And I want you to stop by my table and say hi. Uh, but my ask of you is to, to go sign up. I, I know that it's easy to wait till the last minute, but, boy, I'd love Mark to be, feel a little more comfortable about his numbers. So please do that. Again, www.midwestbaseballsoftball.com. 
Uh, I'm going to take a short break before we do. I want to make sure I remind you to go to youthbaseballtalk.com. That's our website that houses the, uh, the, the podcast. You can listen to the current show, and, of course, you can catch up on back episodes. I've had the opportunity to interview some just tremendous people over the last couple of years. Uh, if you're new to the show and you want to go back and listen, you know, the, the greatest thing about this show is that you can listen to a show from two years ago and, and maybe learn something. So uh, I encourage you to, to go back and listen to any show that you feel might have something for you in it. Of course, we, we really, really appreciate Twitter as it gives us an opportunity to engage with people that want to talk about certain topics. It lets me see what's really going on because, you know, people try to squeeze what's really happening in 140 characters and it piques interest. So at Podcast Baseball is where you'll find us on Twitter. Of course, Facebook's great for us as well. Go to Youth Baseball Talk uh, over there at Facebook and you'll find us. But uh, at the end of the day, I couldn't do the show without my good friends, uh, the Rope Trainer, Earl Perrin, John Smoltz, Chris Verna. Uh, it's a fantastic product. I've said it once. I'll say it again. If John Smoltz is going to take the most, one of the most important moments in his life, his Hall of Fame speech, and address this arm issue that we have with kids, and then say, you know what, I'm going to talk the talk, but now I'm going to walk the walk. I'm going to get involved. And he says, hey, I think this is a revolutionary thing here. I think I'd be checking it out. So that's the ropetrainer.com. Make sure you check it out. Uh, as Johnny says, everybody should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. And, of course, I hope my friend Earl Perrin's having a great time out at the ABCA in Anaheim. Uh, for the Youth Baseball Talk, this is Jim Cromer. We're going to take a short break, and we're actually going to hear from my friend Mark Lyon. We were in another project he's working on. And when we come back on the other side of the break, of course, we're going to hear from our, our panel of experts. This is Jim Cromer. We'll see you on the other side. Attention, coaches, parents, and student-athletes. Here at Youth Baseball Talk, one of the most common emails we receive from mom and dad are about the college recruitment and selection process. Far too often, these emails do not have happy endings. Let me tell you about our friend Mark Lineweaver in Perfect Placement. Perfect Placement identifies and helps you with important decision-making factors which are way too often overlooked in the college recruitment process. Such as, is it the right student body size for you? Is it a comfortable proximity from your home? Do they offer your desired field of study? How about extracurricular activities that interest you? And of course, the proper level of competition for your skill set. Once they've identified these factors, they will contact those colleges and speak directly to the coaching staff in an effort to help you. To learn more about Perfect Placement, simply check out their website, perfectplacement.com. That's placement with a Y. To contact them, you can email them at info at perfectplacement.com. Remember, that's placement with a Y. Call 310-921-8669 for more information. That's 310-921-8669. Perfect Placement, specializing in assisting your student-athlete. Good stuff, as always, from my good friend Mark Lineweaver and his, uh, his Perfect Placement, which is another venture that he's uh, invested in and loves to, uh, loves to work with kids and try to help them reach their goals and achieve their dreams. And some of the conversations I've had with him about the true conversations that he has with the student-athlete and what they really want versus what their parents want sometimes is always a little interesting for me to hear, especially given the uh, content on the show. So appreciate Mark very much, and again, I, I really encourage everybody to make sure they go to www.midwestbaseballsoftball.com and check out the convention on January 20th and 21st at the Ameristar Casino Resort in St. Charles, Missouri. It is a must-attend event, in my opinion. I encourage everyone to do so. Uh, it's time now to go over to our STEAM panel of experts, and uh, I'd like to first off thank uh, Justin Stone again for being a part of this show as we head in 2017. He will be highlighting the the coaches portion of the Midwest Baseball and Softball Coaches Convention. You can hear him each and every week here on Youth Baseball Talk, and you can check him out easily at EliteBaseball.tv. Uh, it's time again to hear from him on his tip of the week, and 
He addresses a, a current hot topic, which I really enjoy when he does this because you hear a lot of terms around the cage. Uh, launch angle is a big one right now. And then you have a lot of people that get into the heated debate of swinging up, swinging down. Is it, a, is it an optical illusion? It's all terminology, you know, and then you start talking about pushing hands and doing all this, that all the things that the guys that are a lot smarter than me can explain in a lot better fashion than I can as well. So I think Justin takes on that exact topic this week as he talks about attack angle versus launch angle. So here's Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv with his training tip of the week. Justin, take it away. Thanks, Jim. This is Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv coming to you with the tip of the week. And as you watch the postseason this year, you probably noticed that were some interesting comments made by the announcers in terms of hitting analytics. So I'm gonna discuss some of these definitions with you today and how you can use these analytics to make more effective hitters. The first couple definitions I wanna make sure you understand as a listener is the difference between attack angle and launch angle. Launch angle has to do with the baseball, how it's coming off the bat. The attack angle is the way the bat is coming through the zone and they work hand in hand to produce our most effective hits. Attack angle neat means that we need to match the swing plane with the pitch plane. And knowing that we have taller pitchers on raised mounds the majority of the time with the listeners that we have here today, the ball is coming slightly downhill. At the big league level, this is gonna be in a fastball somewhere between six and 10 degrees typically. So then we would want our swing plane to match that same six to 10 degrees, but uphill. So for years and years, including when I was taught, we were taught to swing down on the ball. And by swinging down on the ball, we could create backspin. But those of you that are watching this today in our video, you can see that the alignment of this pitch coming down and the idea of a swing coming down to meet it puts your contact window in a very, very narrow pattern of just about four or five inches. So what we want to do is maximize our chances of making solid contact with the baseball by keeping the barrel on playing to the pitch for as far as possible. So an attack angle should be at a positive attack angle slightly uphill at that 6 to 10 degree rate. And this will help us with our launch angle of the ball. The launch angle of the ball means we're trying to create backspin carry on a baseball with a correct swing plane. Now you can create backspin on a ball by swinging down on it. But as you've heard me say before, this often creates the elevator shaft fly ball that goes straight up in the air. Tremendous spin on the ball. In order to create the correct launch angle on the ball, which for what we're striving for, line drives carrying over the outfielder's head, it's going to be somewhere between 22 and 29 degrees. In order to create that, I've got to get slightly under center of the baseball with a positive attack angle that, that meets the pitch plane. When we do this, these are going to be extra base hits when we get our exit velocity to get towards its peak. Anything under that 22 degree mark tends to be on the ground. You definitely get in the teens or lower than that. We're talking about line drives with top spin that don't reach the outfield grass or straight up ground balls. Finally, if we're getting launch angles of 30 degrees or more, you better max out your exit velocity in order to hit this ball to the wall. Otherwise, this is a fly ball that's gonna be routinely caught. We know that the greatest batting averages are going to be on line drives. So we're looking for that 22 to 28 degree range, trying to get it over the outfielder's head with as much exit velocity on the ball as possible. So those are a couple of metrics that you need to understand to help make more effective hitters. But how do we do this in a teaching learning scenario? 
First, most of the time when we have players in mass practice, they're hitting off a tee. You may have several players lined up together taking these swings. And oftentimes, there's a net right in front of them. What I always tell our players with that net in front of them, I want the ball to land slightly higher. Let's say they're three feet away from the net. Let's get that ball one foot higher on the net than what it started with on the tee. This is going to put us in that 20s range of our launch angle, which means we have balls now they are carrying with backspin, hopefully over the outfielder's heads. So we want to keep that ingrained in our players, that we are going to have a little bit of lift in our swing. We are going to be slightly uphill to match the plane of the pitch. And now you know, as these guys talk about it, the difference between an attack angle and a launch angle and how to successfully apply that to your hitters. For more tips like this, see us at EliteBaseball.tv. And until next week, I'm Justin Stone, and we'll see you on the field. Thank you, Justin, and I really appreciate you. I know you're, you're doing a lot of things this weekend at the ABCA in Anaheim. Um, representing some companies that have uh, brought you on board to to work with their products, both in a fashion of support, uh, endorsement, and of course, some of the things that you're doing now, which I'm so impressed by, is you're helping people develop these products to help, whether it be a very young kid or an older kid just trying to work on his game. So appreciate you being a part of Youth Baseball Talk each and every week. Uh, Want to hear from my good friend Rick Strickland right now as we do our Ask Rick segment that's brought to you from the St. Louis Pirates and Blast Motion as uh, Rick is uh, Rick Strickland hitting. He is a Blast Motion ambassador, and I know he also is at the ABCA this weekend in Anaheim, uh, working for Blast Motion, uh, teaching people how to use it. Some of the technology we have these days is is just phenomenal. Uh, if you know how to use it and know how to take the information that you're given, turn it into drills and things of that nature to help kids get better. Uh, it's like nothing we've ever had before. So. Uh, appreciate Rick doing this each and every week. The question that he got this week that I thought was, through the show was phenomenal. It comes up a lot, and sometimes it gets swept under the rug, and that is uh, for a lot of people out there, how do they know if their kid is playing for a quality organization or if he's just playing in an organization that's a money grab? So anxious to hear Rick's take on this. So, Rick, uh, take it away, bud. Hey, Jim. Happy to be back on the show again this week. I uh, appreciate you letting me uh, talk a little bit on the show and uh, sending over the question of the week. and. One of the questions of the week, uh, or the question of the week that I got today was, how do I know if my son's baseball team or organization is just a money grab? Um, you know, as you know, I, I've been in select baseball for quite some time, uh, almost to college development baseball. And just to give you a little bit of background on it, we did it many years ago without my kid being involved, and it wasn't designed to. Um, make money at all it was basically to cover costs and you know pay the coach for the one team that we had pay for my time to to do that and you know as things we started to have a little bit of success over the years you know more and more kids started to come to us and once you start to do that you understand that when you're not getting the, the, the top 12 kids in the area that there's going to be some development that has to happen in that and you know the cost to play is is development not necessarily to be on the field uh, and so I've seen a lot of different changes that, that are happened over the years. And you can kind of read between the lines and kind of make a decision on this. But, you know, one of the things, the first things I would say about the money grab situation, it depends on what the age of the person is calling me. And our organization, you know, I've kind of foregone, and you and I know about this because you've kind of advised me and I've kind of fought it on the uh, the money side of, of having 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old teams or 14-year-old teams we have. But eight, nine, 10, 11 year old teams. And so you see a lot of organizations that have that. And I'm not being critical of it, but I think a lot of parents uh, follow that lead and want to be involved in that process. And, 
And it's just simply not my philosophy. I just don't believe that 10, 8, 9, 10-year-old kids should be paying thousands of dollars to play baseball. I just don't. I mean, there's too many things that are going to go, uh, and it has to change between, you know, 8 and, and 16 at that point. So baseball, unlike gymnastics or swimming or so many other sports, it's such a late developing game. So kids have an opportunity to be multi-sport athletes. It is important that kids get the skill component of it down and be able to do that. But that involves practicing and maybe some, some, some specialized training and stuff like that. But with this whole era of, era of people trying to get scholarships to pay for college and things of that nature, you know, it's become more competitive. And then when it happens, a lot more people jump into the business cycle of it because the market, you know, says you can do it. So you really got to be, you know, careful and screening who, you, who you're looking at. So I would basically go back and look at the history of the organization, the people that are involved in the organization, what their track record is. And, you know, ask the tough questions. You know, uh, ask the tough questions and do your own legwork on whether it's going to be a money grab. And there should be some benefit from it. And that's really kind of the model that we follow. That is, you know, we believe that the majority of the money that people should pay into these programs should go directly back into your kids. <clears throat> if you're paying thousands of dollars to be on a tournament team and that money's not going back into your kids, <clears throat> it's really going into the people's pockets who are actually running the tournaments. If you're with a program that is actually really invested, and I'm saying invested in the training and development of your player, that's, that's really one thing. And then what I mean by that is, you know, how many hours are you getting to train? And I say train, I'm not talking about team practice. I'm talking about actual training where, you know, it's small group stuff or individualized stuff where you're working uh, extremely hard on, on uh, just individual skill development uh, or in small group stuff where you're working on uh, – uh, being more athletic and more explosive and powerful and things like that. So when you, when you, what age should you do that? You know, that's, I would say probably later than earlier. I think you can get some of those same things out of playing football or lacrosse or some other sports like that. But, you know, here we really kind of look at 14, 15, 60, 90 foot uh, places at that point before we really kind of get involved. Because what we don't want to happen is people spending thousands of dollars to do this and they come to find out the player doesn't doesn't want to do this and then then it leaves people with a with a salty taste in their mouth because you know they feel like we haven't been honest to to them at this point so uh, yes play practice do as much as you can as an early age um and then start to ask the tough questions of the organizations and programs as you get if you identify that your kid really wants to do this and that's an important thing and also stress make sure the kid wants to do it you know i know a lot of parents that they, 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 they have visions of grandeur of the kids being bet and clean up for the Cardinals, and that's fine. But the kid has to want to do that. That kid has to, you have to come home from work. That kid's going to tap you on the shoulder to get outside, let's play catch, because this is what they want to do. If they don't want to do it, everything's a money grab. I can tell you that right now. It's not the organization's responsibility to make your kid into a player if he doesn't want to be a player. It is that kid's responsibility to want to do that. So those are my two cents. I can talk all day on that. It's probably a little bit longer session than I'm, I'm actually used to, but I think it's an important thing that parents need to hear. Thanks, Jim. Look forward to speaking to you next week. And if I don't talk to you before Christmas, have a blessed holiday, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you so much, and uh, appreciate your honesty, appreciate your integrity, and I really enjoy the fact that uh, that, that I can count on you each and every week to to help us with the show and, and, and take on those questions like that. So um, really blessed to have so many quality people here in the St. Louis area that I can resource off of. So thank you so much, Rick. Um, 
want to close out the show this week by reminding everybody again that I will be at the Midwest Baseball and Softball Coaches Convention. Of course, uh, as you know, the show is brought to you by the Rope Trainer, which is the, the wonderful training device uh, to replace the towel drill, basically, and, and provide that along with better results. And it, it's just a phenomenal product that's endorsed by John Smoltz and Chris Verna, created by Earl Perrin, my good friend, and they also are out the ABCA this weekend working with a lot of people, working with some of the same people you hear on the show each and every week, having meetings, talking about ways to integrate it into some of the mass training that's going on out there. Uh, I'll have some of those devices over at the, uh, the convention. I'll have them at my table. He's developed a softball one as well for, for those of you out there that are the softball families. Uh, looking forward to letting you guys get your hands on them, try them out a little bit, see see the feel of them for, you know, for yourself, really. you gotta, you got to grab something sometimes and see how it feels and how it moves. So I'm anxious to see uh, the feedback I get on that, of course. And just being amongst all the, the, the great people out there that love to teach a game of baseball. And then, of course, to just to be amongst all the people that love to learn, uh, love to, to be around it, want to soak it up, want to try to get better at whatever their role is, whether you be a parent, whether you be a coach, whether you be an umpire, whether you be a player, whatever it may be. I just love being around it. It makes me feel like a kid again sometimes. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully I'll see you there. If you see me, I'd love for you to stop by, especially if you listen to the show, of course, and you're listening now, and, you know, chat about the show. Love to hear it. Love to hear your comments. Love to hear your concerns if you have some or hot topics that you'd like me to discuss. I mean, that's what we do here. Won't be long. We'll be on that. Uh, we're working with some of these guys to put together the second show each week. We're almost there. Uh, we're just working on some of the content. It's got to make sure we have enough content for you guys to make sure it's it's worth your listening while. So um, we want to make sure that's that's good. And some of the people that we have interested in being a part of it are nothing short of, of fantastic. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. But, again, I would love if you'd come up and say hi if I see you over, at, uh, over in St. Charles here in a couple of weeks. So. Um, for lineupmedia.fm, um, I appreciate them as well. They, they, you know, we come to you from their fantastic studios. And, of course, my good friend Earl Perrin, theropetrainer.com. You will not go wrong. Trust me, theropetrainer.com. Check it out. Uh, it's a must-have for you, especially if you're down in that bullpen. I promise you, theropetrainer.com. Check it out. You can see on our social media what John Smolch, Chris, have to say about it. It's a wonderful product. I definitely think it's worth your time and energy to check it out. So, um, I guess uh, for Brian Crock, my producer, and for all the gang here at lineupmedia.fm, I'm Jim Cromer, and we will see you guys next week. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.